What if I could prove to you in an inarguable way that you can share with even your most big government loving friends that the central bank digital currency is 100% about control and nothing else? What if I could do that? Now, Zach Abraham's going to join us, and I'm going to run this by him in way of an explanation. But why am I bringing this up? Well, the figurehead was caused to join to sign uh, through his auto pen, I'm sure, an executive order to, quote, explore an all-government approach to exploring a central bank digital currency. But why? Why? Well, for convenience, no. Uh, for safety, no, the government is hacked just as often as private industry. Why? Well, we know it's for control. But, but, but how can we just go through a very Socratic inquiry to prove it? So I'm bringing this up because the new prime minister now proudly minted by King Chuck, King Charles, um, is a Goldman Sachs banker. And he is deeply, deeply obsessed with central bank digital currencies. Today, I'm proud to say that under the UK's presidency, the group of the world's seven most advanced economies, the G7, is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside physical notes and coins. Unlike most of the digital money people use daily today, it would be issued directly by a central bank, like the Bank of England in the UK. And governments and central banks across the world are working together, looking into what having a digital currency might mean in practice. This includes issues that people care about, such as ensuring users' money would be safe and secure, that it could work with other ways to pay, would be energy efficient and available to everyone. A potential CBDC could offer businesses and consumers new ways to pay in the future. It's all part of the wider story of digital innovation that has delivered benefits to millions around the world and in the UK. Benefits like injection passports, like surveillance, uh, like when they surveilled us at the beginning of the Great Reset, when they installed the Great Reset with the COVID lockdowns. And they surveilled our movements. We talked about that this week, that they did that across the board with highly targeted surveillance, the type that Dinesh D'Souza used in 2000 Mules. And then the same media said, oh, that doesn't exist. Then they sold that data to the Democrats to do voter turnout. It's the party. But how can we go through a bit of Socratic inquiry? to prove this is about control. Let me ask you this. What is the difference between a per mile tax and a gas tax? Nothing except control. With a per mile tax, they can charge you a variable rate. When they don't want you driving, they'll charge you more. When they do want you driving, they'll charge you less. It's behavior control. Other than that, it's the same exact mechanism as a gas tax. You're driving, you're paying. Drain your tank, you need to get more. 
We already have digital currency. Almost everyone has it. If you have a credit card or a debit card, you have digital currency in your pocket. If you use PayPal, and please don't because they're brutal tyrants. I don't know that Venmo is much better. You have digital currency. If you buy anything on Amazon.com, unless you mail them a check, you are using digital currency. So why centralize it? You and I both know the only reason they're going to centralize it is so they can blackmail us. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. So tempting to get afraid during these period of times. Let's remember in Psalm 46, verse 10, we read, He, meaning the Lord, says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And then, of course, there's the frightening passages in Revelation about people being forced to receive the mark on their right hands or on their foreheads so that they can buy or sell. I don't think the digital currency, central bank digital currency, is that. In fact, it's, biblically speaking, doesn't appear to be to me. And it doesn't make it easier to accept. And we're going to talk with Zach Abraham from Bulwark Capital Management uh, about this. And I would just say about this business with Zach, uh, before it comes on, dig this about him. In the Bulwark Capital Management offices, there is Alan Soaps. That's the official soap all across his office. In fact, one of my listeners, before they agreed to do business with Zach, at Bulwark Capital Management, they called the front desk and said, I have a phone call today with Mr. Abraham. Would you please tell me what is the official soap in your offices? And she said, I don't know the name of it. Can you hold on? I know we have only one soap we use. She came back. She said, it's called Allen's Soaps. And then he said, okay, what's your official coffee? She goes, that one I know. It's Bonefrog. She said, I drink a ton of coffee and it's amazing coffee. He said, okay, good. I can continue through with my meeting. You know what he was doing? Checking Zach's integrity. Because he'd said on the show, you know what? I'm going to start using Allen soaps. I'm going to start using um, uh, bone frog coffee. That's who he is. And so he did. And now I want to know something. The bone frog never leaves his presence. And this is God country team. Now, Zach didn't serve in the military. He's certainly not a Navy SEAL. For God's sake, neither am I. But we do recognize loyalty. When Tim Cruikshank founded Bonefrog Coffee, it was, yes, a desire to make money. And that is what we do. We feed our families. But his desire to honor the Navy SEAL community is absolutely solid. And how could he possibly honor Navy SEALs by having some slipshot drop ship slap a SEAL label on bad coffee? He couldn't. He couldn't sleep at night. He himself is a Navy SEAL. How could he sleep at night? 
So he recruited the best coffee guy in the world, perhaps, Dave Stewart, who mentors Tim and, in fact, creates some of the roasts. Our challenge stands. Go to bonefrog.us and try the coffee. If you aren't blown away by the value, by God Country Team, by loyalty, don't buy it anymore. If you have bought it and you love it, why are you waiting to get on a subscription plan? When you do that, you really help this company thrive because it's predictable revenues and you help this podcast thrive. And of course, some of the proceeds of that company go to support the families of fallen Navy SEALs. It's loyalty. And this guy absolutely knows loyalty. There he is, my good friend, Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management. My brother, welcome back to the Totterman Show. Great to have, great to be back. Uh, thanks for having me, pal. And, and you had a busy day yesterday, man. Uh, another one of your famous free live webinars. Those always, those jazz you, don't you? You like spending time with the people. Yeah, I especially in environments like this. And I always want to be careful not to come across like I told you so. Um, it, it, you know, more of the jazz and excitement is. <laughs> You know, the, you know, the old proverb, the increase in knowledge is the increase of sorrow. And, you know, the longer I've done this and the, and the more you dig, especially these days, there is so much garbage out there. And I don't think the average person realizes that in so many aspects in the government today and then also in the financial industry, yeah. they're not a client. They're a milk cow, right? They're, 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 they're stuck in a pen and they're hooked up to the pumps all day, and they're getting bled for fees. And there is so little thought to what's actually good for them. There is so little thought. It's a fee machine. Nobody cares. And, um, you know, when you look up and you've referenced it and you get it, and I, it, and as you do with most things. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. But, um, you know, like the, the downfall of the 60-40 portfolio, I mean, if you didn't see it, now, if you don't do it for a living, I get it. But if you're in this business and you didn't see that coming, you don't have any business in this business, right? People are like, how did you know bonds were going to go down? And I'm like, well, because interest rates were a zero. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like we're, you know, reading the stars here. You know, we've got some special insight, but um, the, the folks are getting jobbed. And, and so I get more excited. I say this on the show all the time. I've even referenced other firms on our show. I'm like, hey, maybe I'm not your cup of tea, but these other guys do a decent job too. So there's there's other answers, but for crying out loud, unhook yourself from the fee machine that doesn't care about what what results you get as long as you keep pumping, you know. Well, so that's that is actually a fantastic uh, transition. Um, to what I was hoping to chat with you about today is, you know, people beg on folks for being conspiratorial and, and really, uh, look, if you're not willing to kind of explore the realm of what might happen, um, and you know, as we talk about so often in the show, I do my my form of pattern recognition you do at your firm, you do a very, you know, mathematical and, and I don't want to say mechanical, but, you know, very formal uh, form of pattern recognition, as well as having some smarts and, and understanding the market. And I I've been puzzling about um, a couple things and some pieces started to come together for me. We've played many times that uh, quote from the ESG czar for the UN, where she says, we had 17 trillion for COVID. There must be, uh, we, the, the money must be there somewhere to install ESG. 
And I thought about that. I've been thinking about that. And I talked earlier this week that, well, yeah, there's the money because they view us as fee machines. It's, it's not different, Zach, than these unethical companies that view people investing as fee machines. And now I see that <laughs> Liz Tuss was prime minister for about six hours. And then uh, she's gone, and King Charles is very happy to have a former Goldman Sachs banker, uh, Rishi Sunak, who's going to be the next PM. And he is absolutely obsessed. We've played at the top of the show. as, as He wants to talk um, central bank digital currencies all the time. I look at that. And then I start to think about, wow, we've got these um, automated payment transaction systems. We've got um, MasterCard has announced that they want to have their their kind of, um, you know, carbon fees, et cetera. We've got the infrastructure built. We've got micropayments normalized. And I started to think, yeah, the money's there. And you know what I think they're going to do? And I want to run this by you, is micro penalties that they're going to call fees, but micro like, so, hey, it's a buck. You purchased a little bit too much meat this week. Um, and, you know, that's, 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 that's bad for the weather. And we noticed you did a little, a little extra driving and the house seemed a little warm. So it's a buck, it's a buck, it's a buck, it's a buck. And all of a sudden it's 30 bucks a month and then it's 60. And, you know, it's that, it's that game where some people go, they look at their credit card statements and they go, wait a minute, we're paying 500 bucks a month in subscriptions? And this stuff sneaks yeah. up on you, right? And that doesn't even get to the full breadth of what they could do, uh, of course, which is simply say, well, private companies are doing this and it's, it's private companies making decisions about how they're going to charge interest rates and et cetera. Uh, does that seem to be a wild, um, crazy notion? No. And, um, you know, <clears throat> if people listen to my show and I, I have a joke all the time or or a line and I've said it on here before too, that we don't do conspiracy theories because they don't pay well. I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things that's helped me in my investment framework over the years is Occam's razor, right? Sitting back and going, trying your best to remove any bias from a situation yeah, and then just assessing it. Right. And, and then, and then asking the question, qui bono, who benefits, uh, why would they be doing this? What is the drive behind this? And especially when you look at the radical left uh, in our country and in the world at large, when you listen to the way that they diagnose or discuss problems, it, it's it it doesn't just seem. I mean, they'll basically say this that you know, and you can look at the Fed playing economic whack-a-mole, meaning, oh, we got to raise rates, now we got to do QE, and now the bond market's falling apart, Bank of England raises rates, and then they have to ramp up QE again, right? It's it. They never sit there and question, wait a second, you know, if we're constantly treating symptoms, maybe we're headed in the wrong direction, right? right. They, that's not going to be the question. The que You know, it's the same rationale behind socialism. You're like, it's never worked. And their answer is, well, that's because we didn't run it. Right. right? It, 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 and so then you look at the central bank currency and why else would they push it? One of the points that I've made is I don't think it's going to have um, deleterious impacts on your investments. What I do think it's going to have is deleterious impacts on your freedom. And there is no other rational reason for pushing this. 
if it's not for greater levels levers of control. Now they're going to tell you stuff like, you know, Todd, we were having a great conversation about this in the office today. And there, there's a new rule in the investment world. And I'm not going to go into it because it's really long, but it was, it, it was called, it's referred to as the DOL rule, Department of Labor. Um, it has a lot to do with 401ks. Bottom line is if, if you're looking at it from the outside and you don't really understand the industry, you'd be like, oh, this is to make investors more safe. When you understand the regulations, it's all about trying to make it harder for clients to move money out of 401ks. And then you sit down and you do the math. And if the only thing this rule does is delay transfers out of 401ks for 30 days, that equates to hundreds, millions possibly even billions of dollars more in fees that those 401k companies can charge you. Now, here's the ridiculous nature. Here's the ridiculous part of it. They do it in the guise of is moving money out of a 401k. Moving money out of a 401k is always smart because you go from having a small selection of investments to having a selection from, from everything and you remove the administration fee. So you look at the rule and the way they sell this, and I think quite honestly, the way they sell it to a bunch of idiots up on Capitol Hill is, we're doing this to me. When did Wall Street take the time to come visit politicians because it helped the client? I mean, give me a break, right? Same with this central bank currency thing, right? They're going to, Janet Yellen's going to get up there and talk to you about seamless transactions and efficiency of transferring money. But if you think this is for your benefit, Come on. And then when you understand what these politicians and policymakers do once they retire from public service, right? I, pu- I put it in quotations on yeah. purpose because it's not public service. What, what public service is turned into, especially as it relates to the financial industry, is an audition to make multi-millions of dollars a year with the same firms that these people are supposed to be regulating. Right. Right. And so – Isn't it amazing how all of these regulations equal greater control for the government, less freedom for the individual and more money for the mega institutions? And and yeah, so to to, to, I don't think it's fair to call that a conspiracy theory because it's Occam's razor. Who benefits? Right. You look at it and you go, there's nobody that benefits from this. Right. Except the government. Right. And the financial institutions. Right. Because. Then they'll rope the financial institutions on it. They'll they'll need Goldman Sachs and BlackRock's help to help process the transactions, of course, right? Everybody uh, will have a piece. They got to feed the ducks, right? Right. Yeah, everybody, they, they gotta, they, everybody will have a piece. Yeah. There's infrastructure, and yeah. man, Google's going to need to help with that because that cloud infrastructure, that's hard. And and Amazon and Facebook's got to get involved in IDing people because they've got all the biggest, they've got the biggest database of photos of people. And, and man, your medical records things, you got to tie that in. That's, that's got to be super secure. Microsoft's going to have to get that business because who else can make it that secure? Here's how I would view this. Is Here's a real simple view of this. When Washington State, the separate country in which you're still ensconced, bravely holding forth to somehow get it back into the, you know, into the, the United States, um, when you guys made the decision to force uh, the meter driving on everybody, to put a GPS unit in everybody's car and to tax you for every single, you know, 100 yard stretch you drive. The whole thing we talk about, you wake up in the morning and your car says, good morning, Zach, are you headed to the office? Yep, that's going to be 200 bucks today, or you could pick up six people or take a choo-choo train. And if you doubt that, remember, it's 100 bucks per day 
to get to work if you live in Virginia uh, and you're driving to Washington, D.C. It can go up to 50 bucks per trip. Or, yeah, you could take the train or you could pick up, you know, three people and get in the HOV lane. So that was six years ago or seven years ago, they made the decision. And I had a woman on, I believe her name is Rima Shapiro, as I recall, but that's from memory. Um, she's with the Washington Transportation Commission. So they, 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 they test ideas. And I said this to her, I said, how is the per mile tax, because that's what they call it, how is the per mile tax different from the gas tax? And she said, well, I mean, it's not based upon the gas you buy. It's based upon how long you, you know, how far you drive. Okay. I said, so if I buy a bunch of gas and put it in my gas tank and never drive the car, then I've only paid once for that, right? I don't, I don't go fill it back up, right? Isn't that right? And when do I really start to, you know, exhaust that resource I purchased? When does that happen? If you look at it as an amortization or a drawdown, doesn't that happen when I drive? And isn't it true that the longer I drive, the further I drive, the, the more money I pay in taxes? Yes, but this is based upon per mile. In other words, it's the same thing. So here's where I'm going with this. We already have digital currency. Your American Express card, your yeah. Amex, your Visa MasterCard, your debit card. That's a, that's a, that's a digital currency. This has, you know, they're pitching it as, oh, yeah. uh, and it, this is my favorite pitch of the new UK prime minister. He said, this can be spent alongside cash. Well, so can a credit card. So why is it then that it needs to go to a central bank? Well, it's going to be secure, right? Because you guys never get hacked because China's never hacked the United States. It's never hacked Great Britain. If people would just ask the simplest question, isn't a credit card the same thing? Now, let me ask you this. Um, do you think these guys have, and, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this and take a, I'm going to do a quick partner announcement here, but I'm going to ask you uh, and let you think about this. Do they have the guts to actually come along and start, um, start sucking money out of people's accounts because you didn't do the right thing socially, micropayments? I mean, I know eventually they want to do that. So that's what the social credit system is. Do they have the guts to try something like that on a voluntary basis um, to start with, quote, voluntary? We'll talk with Zach Abram about that. Chief Investment, uh, Chief Investment Officer, Board Capital Management, KnowYourRiskRadio.com. You don't know this yet. Here's a new thing for you. Got a second company, a big company that reached out to us. Mike Lindell uh, from MyPillow reached out. And yeah, isn't that cool? That's, wow. that's really yeah. cool. So, um, yeah, he's reached out to us and he wants to meet uh, this listener base. And what we got out of this was an opportunity to get back into business with a guy I met years ago when I got to interview him for over an hour. And Zach, his story of how he came to the Lord and how the Lord rescued him from a deep, deep hole is one of the most inspiring things I've ever heard. So it makes sense that he's in the business of sleep. And I'll tell you why. It's because he went through many, many years where he couldn't sleep. And the greatest products on earth are launched this way. Zach's company, right? Zach's company is launched based upon, I never want people to have to go through the financial problems I've seen other people go through. And, you know, the, the challenges of the housing markets, et cetera. And, and Zach was the guy who was shorting the housing markets. He knew, right? And then stewardship. And my pillow is based upon this. It's based upon, I want people to get a good night's sleep because for many, many years, for, for almost a decade, I didn't, you know, thinking against Mike Lindell. Now, the way the products have grown means that the company works. 
as well as the comments I got from you guys when I asked, hey, how do they relate to people? Like, it's one thing they're great products, but what about customer service? And people told me it has been stellar, right? And so this, this added up to me to be an opportunity of, of, well, a great one to bring them back on to the Todd Herman Show. So here's the deal. Uh, it's not just pillows, you know, now. There are these, they're the sheets. And I will tell you, the sheets are the softest thing you've ever felt, and the first night you sleep on this, it's going to be like, we need these everywhere. I'm, you know, I'm going to be that guy. If I ever go to a hotel again, I'm going to walk in with my own sheets and, or send them ahead on FedEx. Can you just go ahead and replace the sheets with mine? So you get a very special price in this. Go to MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use the promo code Herman for a special deep discount on all MyPillow products. Quality, 100% American made. That's MyPillow.com slash Herman. And the promo code is Herman. MyPillow quality bed sheets start as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use the promo code Herman. And remember as well that Lindell is a guy who, well, you know what they're trying to do to Mike Lindell. And you know why? It's because he knows what's right and he ain't afraid to speak what's right. Like the guy that's, there would be no Todd Herman show. There'd be no national show. The, the podcast wouldn't be at this level. Uh, without my brother, Zach Abraham, who's with us. Incidentally, got some uh, ratings back. Can I tell you something? Some uh, little news. There are yeah, 2.4 million podcasts. About 1.6 million of them are in the United States. We are number 748 out of the entire United States. Dang. We are top Dang. 50 in our category. And we are now huge in Sweden and Brazil. <laughs> so if I ever need to escape the country, right? I know where my escape hatch is going to be. It's with the Swedes because everybody's armed. You, hey, you know what's funny about that? What? So now, my 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 category is much more niche, niche, right? Yeah. But so we are apparently the one hundred and seventeenth ranked business podcast. Wow. Uh, not exactly a banner you want to put up on your website. Well, no, but that's big. no. This <laughs> but, is, everyone but, has no, a business it, podcast. In the, yeah, in the big scope of the. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a niche. But but there is a disproportionate number of listeners and downloads we get from Sweden as well, uh, I, I it, which blew my mind. But I it, I was just reminded of that when you said that. Yeah, I, what's going? On? I I apparently we got to make a trip out there, man. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. Can we take the uh, the Zach Abraham jet? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, yeah. all your investors are like wait a minute got- let me listen to this part here he's got a jet yeah 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 uh- yeah it's called southwest Airlines, <laughs> and uh uh, and oh. and every once in a while we got this really cool thing with my private jet where we can cash in uh, credit card miles <laughs> and uh, you know so yeah, well, yeah. Uh, let like, me- I, I, like I told my client I, I pulled up to a guy's house one yeah. time this is in the early days of Bulwark and at that point I was rocking a uh, 2002 hatchback, yeah, hatchback Ford Focus, four door, a real machine, you know. Yeah, and uh, pulled up to his house, and he goes, "Okay, so," and he's got this four million dollars spread on Lake Washington, and he goes, "I was picturing more of a Bentley," and I said, "If you ever see me pull up in a Bentley, yeah. move your money, yeah, immediately." <laughs> I, I, I was at Microsoft, and I had the MBAs on my team, and I took everybody out to lunch, and I pulled up in a in a really nice Daewoo. It was a, it was a great car. Honestly, it was a Korean made car and, um, it came from the people who built, um, uh, Acuras, 
right? And I pull up, and this guy named Jeff yeah, is laughing. Yeah, he's laughing at me. Oh, look at that. What is that? That's a, It's a Daewoo. Well, what is, why would you drive that? Where's your Beamer? Or, you know, and they all had, you know, Mercedes and Beamers, and they also had, you know, $100,000 in student debt, student loan debt. And I said to them, you're the MBA. I bought that car for $20,000 cash. And it has an aftermarket package. It's got the moonroof. Uh, it's got AC. It has a high-end uh, sound system. It's got leather seats. It's got special suspension. Twenty grand. Yeah, but but you know what? The resale value. I said, okay, fine. The resale value. I will drive that car until it dies. I will drive it till it drops dead. And oh, by right. the way, guys, if you take the body off, it's a high-end Acura. It's like your wife's beautiful high-end Acura. And I'll take you to the web and show you everything but the body is made in the Acura shop. They just roll the guts out and it goes next door and they put the Daewoo body on it. That's it. That was the only thing that was different. I'm like, you guys are the MBAs and I'm the goofball who dropped out of college. All right. Let, let me ask you this. I asked you this question before um, I announced, um, this, uh, this partnership. Now, do you think that they, or I know they have the desire to just be able to tap our bank accounts um, when we don't do something right. Uh, and, or they've even talked about this, Zach, and you'll know the instrument for this. There's a name for this, that when the, in fact, Janet Yellen has talked about this. When the economy takes a bad turn, they want to be able to come and claw money back from us. Right, that we that we need to have skin in the game. That if the economy takes a bad turn, or interest rates go up, or something is happening that's bad, they need to be able to tap all this money that Jerome Powell uh, has called excess savings for us. Is, do they have the guts to actually do something like that? Is, is there an instrument? Is there a name for kind of clawing back economic gains? Not, and they didn't call it a tax, but like clawing back economic gains if the uh, if the economy you know takes a bad turn accidentally. I, I can't <clears throat> I'm sure that there's a term that they yeah. use for it. But but <clears throat> it it it's pretty much just kind of floated around in theory at this point. Do yeah. they have the guts to it though? You know, I, I've found when looking at these things, um I I feel like in a lot of ways it's best to view the government like I view my children. Meaning I love my kids and they're phenomenal people. You love and the government and they're phenomenal people. Grace, they're gonna grow to be phenomenal people. <laughs> uh <laughs> But do they have the guts to absolutely right? My kids will try to get, I mean, Hey, they, they're going to get away with as much as they possibly can. I, I think the real question, and I hope we're approaching it is do they have the guts? Absolutely. Yeah. They, you're right. They're going to try it. And if not, they'll float it. If the kickback's too big, they might pull it back and try to float it later. Do they have the guts? Absolutely, because they have no shame, right? Um, and they truly think that the world is just their total control away from fixing everything. Yeah, which is the hubris in that is just deafening. But it, it's what they think. The uh, the more apt question is how much how much are the people going to take? And and that that's a loaded question, I brother. Hope that's a loaded question. Yeah, I know. I know. And and I hope and I think and and maybe my thought is <clears throat> you know, corrupted by my own hopes, but but I think we're getting close. I 
you know, if you look at the polls and you listen to the media, I don't think it tells the whole story. I, I, I think that an increasing amount of people across all segways of society are starting to wake up and see the forest for the trees. Again, that could be my hope talking. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it, I wasn't it, wasn't it, was it, I think it was Thomas Jefferson said that we've given you a republic if you can keep it. Yep. Um, you know, and th that was the premise that it was started from the beginning is, hey, we've set it up for you. Now it's up to you to keep it. And I am not, when I say this, please don't think people think I'm advocating for armed resistance. I'm not. But, you know, it's the old adage, the tree of liberty needs to be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants from time to time. And so until the people, and hopefully it's not real blood, I'm not advocating for that, but hopefully we get to a point where the people say no mas. And, but you, you, um, you, you know, yeah, you know, it. you know, the no mas trigger economically. We've talked about this in private. The yeah. no mas trigger economically yeah. is. And listen, guys, I've said this for years. It's interesting, Zach. I didn't know that you held the same opinion. If you want to see a, a, a revolution in the United States of America uh, back to fiscal conservatism and back to people saying, no, 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 we are cutting spending and we're doing it now, stop the withholding tax. Send people a bill at the end of the year. And at the end of the year, it arrives right. and you look at it and you go, dear God, this happened to me once. When I was at uh, back in the Microsoft days, I decided to be a, a smart guy and do my own taxes. And you know, at that point, I had uh, equity investments and startups, and it was a stupid decision um, to do that to try to do that on my own. So I used you know online stuff. I don't remember the service I used, and I got a note from the IRS: "You didn't pay taxes." Like, what? And in which of the software it said I paid them. Right? It said that I did this. So we're going to need you to uh, give us $146,000. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, there's some penalties. And you want me to give you $150,000. Where do I walk out of my house and say, honey, where'd we put that 150 grand? And it turned out that, no, it was an error and I did something wrong with the software and thank God almighty. And in the defense, actually, you know what? This was actually also a good experience is I went down to the IRS office. I was so panicked. 150 grand. They're going to take everything. I'm going to go to prison. And I went to the IRS office in downtown Seattle. And this guy looked at this. He goes, oh, yeah, you did this on your own, didn't you? I said, yeah. He goes, do you usually use an accountant? I go, yeah. He goes, go back to using an accountant. And I said, what about the fees? He goes, uh, I'll show you how we take care of that. He, he swept it, man. The guy was a pro. We'd been at the IRS 30 years. But if you went to everybody who pays, you know, withholding tax now and you made them stroke a check um, at the beginning of the year, hey, why don't you front us the money? Because that's what we do now. We're fronting them the money, right? We're going to need you to pay in advance and then we'll give you a refund if, if we don't spend it all. That would cause yeah, a revolution yeah. in the United States. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> it, it reminds me of that line, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Right. right? And, and I had this conversation with a friend of ours from college that, that is very much on the liberal side of things. Yeah. And taxation policy came up. Yeah. And I told her what my tax expense bill was for the for last year. Yeah. And she about fell off her chair. Yep. And I looked at her and I said, this is my point. And I said, I have no problem paying taxes. I've been extraordinarily blessed. But do you think that makes any sense whatsoever? And she looked at me and said, no. And I said, thank you. This is right. And 
it when everybody's like, well, they have to report on the paycheck. It doesn't matter if they report it on the paycheck. Those people never see that money, so it doesn't hurt. Should it hurt? Yeah, it should hurt. Five percent of their tax liability via a check being sent in the mail. It would change the way they voted. If nothing else, it would call for much greater oversight about how things are spent. And if it and and at the very least, you talk about community involvement, right? Why do you quit spending all this money on get out the vote drives, which is really about let's be honest, right? What is that about? That's about getting uninformed voters to the polls. That's what that's is all about, right? Right. So, but if you really wanted great greater civic involvement, You'd make people pay taxes out of their paycheck. Oh, that would their, make out of their everybody pocket. interested. Yeah. You want people? Yeah, out of their pocket. Right out of their pocket. Right out of the paycheck. You have to write it. You have to write a check yeah. or send the money order or find cash. Write a check. Right. And yep. I did. And it needs to be due at this time because if it's not, then you get penalized, just like I do as a business owner. Yeah. Um. You know. You. You know. You know who the highest paid employee? This is no joke. Do you know who the highest paid employee at Bulwark Capital is? Uh, IRS. <laughs> That's yeah. That's, I kid that's you not. I, I I don't I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I yeah, when my, we when, my, when we were selling our yeah company, my monthly so we set up we set up our monthly paychecks yeah the biggest monthly draw <laughs> every single month IRS is the top of the deal when um when we were selling our internet radio company and um. I don't remember why we had to do this, but there was some logical reason. Um, and both the CFOs agreed. We converted everybody uh, to everybody that was going to go to the new company. We converted to contractor uh, for a month. And I remember a wildly liberal woman who now hates my guts and, and she's not friends with us because we wouldn't admit we're racist. And, and this was prior to Black Lives Matter. This is 20 years ago. She decided that we were racist solely because we were white. And since we wouldn't admit that, that she had the jettison, the friendship, very sad, unbelievably talented woman, the greatest radio voice, uh, female radio voice that's ever been. And um, she walked into my office and she said, hi, um, there's been a mistake. And it was paycheck day. I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, um, <laughs> I do not get this much money. And I know that this is investor money. And I, and I mean, she was good that way, right? She, she actually was a good steward of our money. She was excellent that way. And I said, okay, that's exactly what you get. What? I said, okay, let's sit down. Here's your health care. You pay that much for my health care? Yes. Here's your parking. You pay, for, oh my gosh. Here's your taxes. This is your Washington state, right? Here is your um, federal. Here's your withholding. Here's your income tax. Social security. Social security laid it all out for her. And she was pale and sick. How can they do this to us? Like you're, you, well, how can they do it to us? Because of people like you is how they can do this to us. Right. Not and only that, but I, I was telling, I was just thinking about this, Todd. My wife is going to be really concerned to find out that you guys are racist. I got to let her know this. Yeah. Well, because uh, I got to tell you that, you know, every time I've seen your wife, uh, I, it just still shocks me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's black. There's, there's, and, and she knows she's black. Right. So and she, she's aware of that. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, but she, you know, I love the delay. Well, yeah. we don't talk we, about that. 
Well, and the marriage is touch and go because of my white privilege. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we can figure this out somehow. I was I was planning to do the Justin Trudeau trick, you know, so we could just be a true yeah. black family. But apparently yeah. that backfired on him. So that's probably not a good idea either. Yeah. Hey, as we wrap this up, uh, let me ask you this question. Uh, what big financial story did I miss this week? I know there was the passage of the college loan um, bill that the president, uh, that uh, Joe Biden got passed through Congress that went through both houses and then he signed it into law. Did you hear him say that? That he, he the, the figurehead yeah. believes? Yeah. It, it, it went through Congress. Um, what was the big financial story that I missed this week? Oh, um, oh there's this. This is gorgeous. PayPal isn't letting people quit. Have you seen this? People go to uh, delete their account and PayPal throws up a, uh, a, a screen that says, oh, sorry, we can't complete the, the account deletion. Please call customer service to discuss the reasons why you're leaving. So they won't even let you do that online. I think it's that's a, a big attention strategy. Yeah. Well, because, hey, they tried that yeah, thing that, of, we didn't like what you said, so we're going to take money away from you. Uh, what was a big, uh, big financial story yeah. this week that, that my listeners need to know about that I missed? Um, <clears throat> so a couple things. I think the big story of the week um, in my, okay, so f- funny story. On the show this last weekend, I had a, a buddy of mine on who's been a trader at a bunch of the big, very accomplished yep. guy, runs a uh, macroeconomic uh, research company now. And um, he's based out of Florida now and I had him on the show. We're talking shop and he and I were talking and one way we got around to, you know, what do we expect going into the elections? And he and I both agreed that uh, we would probably see oil, you know, trade flat to sideways. I would expect to see the major indexes continue to rally into the election day. And I would expect to see the dollar get hammered. Um, not because of anything economically, yeah. but because of lipstick on the pig, right? Yeah. Well, I am laughing my tail off this week because, it, and this is not me sticking out my chest. There's still a lot of room to run before the election, you know, at least yeah. in terms of what can happen in markets. But here we are. Dollar index is pulled back five and a half percent. Markets are rallying. And Todd, there's still talk about whether there's going to be a recession. As of this morning, the three-month treasury and the 10-year treasury inverted. Okay, that means that you make more interest owning the three-month treasury than you do the 10-year treasury. Uh, The entire curve is inverted. When the three-month and the 10-year have inverted in the past, you had a recession within six months 100% of the time. Let me me make sure. Just let me do one thing here. Let me just just Toddize this. This would be like you call a hotel and you say, hey, I need to stay back there for uh, for three months. How much is that going to cost? Um, that's going to cost you $300. Okay, but what if I just stay for three days? That will cost you $30,000. Yes, yes. Is, is it really and, like and that? W- yeah, and it, it, I mean, yeah, essentially. So, so right, because we all know this. If you, if you put your money in a 10-year CD, you expect yeah. to make more money on it than you would in a one-year CD, right? Well, <clears throat> there's a lot of different theories and reasons and, and why the yield curve inverts like that going into recession. Nobody really knows for sure. Um, it's one of those weird things that we all know happens and nobody doesn't have. To me, I've always looked at it as very simple. I think all it does is just reflect market participants, especially because it happens in bond markets. And we yeah. refer to bond markets as smart money. 
Okay. And the reason bond markets are smart money is because if a bond investor is right, he will get the coupon on that bond, right? He'll get his 6%. Yeah. If he is wrong, he loses 100% of his money, right? So bond investors tend to be the most studious, right? Um, the reason, in my opinion, I've always thought it was pretty simple. The reason yield curve inverts is because smart money in the bond market realizes that when 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 markets go into recession or economies go into recession, interest rates come down. Yeah. And when you invest, the longer duration you take out on a bond, if yeah. interest rates goes down, if inter if you knew that interest rates were going to go down, you'd want to buy thirty year U.S. Treasuries because they're, the, they're that's what will make the most money. People don't know this, but when interest rates drop bond values go up just like stock values do, right? Like bonds can make it lose money, you know, go up and down just like stocks can. And so bottom line is this, then on top of all of this, right? Real estate market coming to a standstill. Then you've got earnings announcements this week out on Google, Microsoft, and Facebook, all missed, significant misses and weak guidance going forward. Why? We're in a recession for crying out loud, okay? Then you flip over and look at the stock market. People think you've bottomed here. Guys, you haven't bottomed. And 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 you, more importantly, this market is still trading at 20 times earnings. There's a lot. Now, I'm not talking about next week. I don't I'm not even talking about by the end of the year. Who knows what craziness is going to happen because these markets are still unhinged from reality. But if you're one of those people sitting there going, oh, the worst is over and we got to hang in there. No, man, you, they, we haven't even begun to price in lower earnings yet. Valuations are still ridiculous. And one by one, all of the generals of this entire bull run are getting hammered. Facebook is down 20% in after hours after their earnings announcement today. Okay. Uh, Snapchat just got destroyed. Spotify is getting bombed by 15% in after hours. Google is getting rocked. I mean, guys, these are, think about that. There is not a better economic indicator than those big tech companies. They dominate the economy. If they're taking hits, good God, people, watch out. And that you listen to the morons and Todd, I'm not, you know, I, you know, I don't speak like that. You listen to these idiots on CNBC tell you, oh, the yield curve, these people, they wouldn't know a recession if it bit them in the throat <laughs> and it, it, they're just going to cost you money. They're part of the system. They're talking heads that know nothing and uh, they're going to get you run over. And they, they, like, <clears throat> if you don't, I, it's, it's really remarkable. And then yet you see, think you, you look, Facebook is like the sixth largest company on the NASDAQ. Okay. Today, Google and um, Microsoft, the second and third largest company on, or well, third and fourth largest company on the NASDAQ got rocked because of earnings misses. All right. And in after hours with Facebook down 20%, the NASDAQ is trading flat. Okay, I'm not a market conspiracy theorist. I don't believe that government gets in there. I'm just telling you that when you look at this backdrop, what's going on, the fact that markets aren't getting rocked and the dollars come down just like we said we thought it would, they're ginning this thing up before the election. I oh. I, I hate spreading that kind of stuff no, because Zach, I've always laughed all, at people no. who say that because with all the lever points, brother, with all the all the knobs they can turn, all the lever points, all when I talk about mobbed up, when you can go to work for a regular oh. for a year and then go be regulated for a year and then go back 
and forth for your entire career. No one's getting regulated and no one's regulating. Everybody gets the game. And like I've always said, you know, it's a cliche. You and I talked to poker the other week. If you can't spot the sucker at the table, you are the sucker at the table. That's a fact. Let me tell you this. At least we have this. We can rest in solace this way. This economically, this is good. Um, I've done a terrible job of bringing the Lord into this. And people are going to think, oh, this is where he's going to talk about God. No, to my shame, uh, this isn't where I was going to talk about God. I will say this, uh, that he will be with us even to the ends of days. And, and he's looking at all these schemes and going, yeah, your money, your stock markets, your value system. And he's saying, or... Or, you know what, there is the food on the trees, and there are the animals I gave you to steward, and there, you know, and there's honest commerce, but at least we can rest with this, this great assurance, Zach. We have about 20 days of diesel fuel on hand in the United States. So that's, yeah, that's pretty good yeah. news. Oh, and I just checked again with one of the leaders of the NASDAQ yeah. getting throttled by 20%, NASDAQ futures are up 0.15%. So no sense there. We have epic times broke the story Monday. No, uh, someone's game in this. It, no, someone's game in but, this. The but, futures but, markets are really illiquid and it's easy way to manipulate the market. But yeah, someone's game in this. Oh, sure they are. Election week. But, but you, you, you follow yeah. fuels. Is that not a big story? The epic times saying that we have only 25 days of diesel fuel on hand in the United States. Oh, it's it, no, it's absolutely crazy. And this is where all the conspiracy th- now it's, it's conspiracy day. Yeah. So this is where the conspiracy theorists get their money. Even even the Saudis came out and said the Amer- the, the American paper markets on oil. So think about that. You've got diesel trading at the equivalent. If you did the oil equivalency of diesel, right? Yeah. If, if, if we hadn't, if, if we hadn't not built a single diesel refinery in this country in the last 40 years and we could actually refine our own diesel, um, to get diesel prices where they are would require 200 to $225 oil. And yet oil's at 88 bucks. So even the Saudis came out and said that the U S paper market is either broken or manipulated. Because they were like, it's nonsense. The price of oil should be much higher than that. And that's why we're cutting supply. Gosh. It's it's madness. How do you have diesel? How do you have 20 days of diesel left in oil at 80 bucks? I I wonder which manipulated or or wrong. There was a brother who said to me the other day, he said, you know what? One day they're going to take Joe Biden and just like put him on a soundstage and convince him he's president and let him. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not someday. I already do that. (laughs) He didn't know. He goes, what do you mean? I go. No, 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 no. Often when you think he's in the Oval Office, he's he's not. He's in a basement movie studio. Do you know exactly. this? When he's getting his shot. When he's when getting, he's his getting a shot. Or when he's giving a speech because he can't even process a normal teleprompter. And, uh, and the, I, I know I've taken you long, but like this Fetterman guy, is there a worse race? Can you imagine being one of our brothers and sisters in Pennsylvania? Dr. Oz. Uh, let's see. Uh, chemically, surgically mutilate kids. Um doesn't really live in Pennsylvania, lives in New Jersey, uh, is a dual citizen with Turkey. And he says it's because of his mom. Okay, okay, to love his mom, I'll give him that grace. And then John Fetterman, who admits he's not answering the questions when he's in interviews. Someone's typing he's, he's the in- answers for him and translating the questions. And then you watch this debate. I'm, I'm, the guy had a stroke, and that's, that's horrible. But this guy, can he can make decisions? He could he could vote on a nuclear war. He he. So 
the guy cannot even answer a question. Right. His opening line to the to the debate was good night. Right? <laughs> you, you hear that? They introduced <laughs> him and he said, Yeah, good, good night. Good night. Uh, yeah, good night. Now I, I look, it's it's because of the stroke. I'm right. not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rip on him. No. That. But he's an elder he's an elder or higher up in the satanic church. Right. Wait, is that real? Uh, did you know that? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, that's yeah, my beat. I didn't know that. That's my yeah, beat. He's you a satanist. I. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm I that surprised they've got a satanist man. running I can't the, you. the the monkeypox response. Yeah, yeah. Biden gave a satanic that speech. Can't talk. Wow. So a satanist that can't talk, whose brain is compromised. And it's a race between him and Dr. Oz. Well, you know what? Like, if, if you took the political nonsense out of this and just said, hey, guys, um, you got to have somebody watch your kids for a week. Who would you pick? Well, we, we, we've just you talk about going over the event horizon of madness. The people are like, well, Oz is winning. That's good news. And I'm like, this guy's in the running. That is horrible news. Where did we get to this point that an elder in the satanic church that can't eat, that, that says good night is a greeting and can't yeah. even clarify his position on frack on fracking, right? That, that wants no limitations on abortion whatsoever. What, how is this even a race? I just good. I just, God, God help our country. Well, this came up, um, this I mean, came this up is, Wednesday morning in our discipleship group of People rendered absolutely blind. People, and, and this, oh, Zach, this was it. This was so beautiful. We have a visiting pastor who's been with us. Uh, he's been in like a week with us, and he's from Southern Carolina, or South Carolina. And he said this, that, that we were you know, talking about politics and how difficult it can be to not hate people um, who are destroying our country. And he said, you know what? They're captives. They are captives of evil. They are deluded and deceived and they're held captive. They're in chains. We are called to free those enslaved. We're called to free yeah. those in spiritual bondage. These people are in spiritual bondage and Fetterman being, you're saying an elder in the satanic church, that's spiritual bondage. And it may well be the stroke, but it may yeah. also be God almighty going, yeah, I'm going to, Go ahead and scramble your words for you I'm real bad because I do not want you near the levers of power. But again, uh, the Democrat Party will run this guy. It is phenomenal. We're going to need God's help. Um, you know, congratulations on another live webinar. Uh, this was the last one this year. Uh, this marks, I went through and counted. Um, I have received about 42 emails so far uh, from people who have either signed up with you uh, or have um, now are in the process of signing up with you. I have had one person say, oh, they didn't get back to me right away on the phone. That's the sole negative comment I had. And you followed up on that within an hour. And I want to tell you how deeply yeah. great, grateful I am for the way that you treat this audience. And I know you do that for everybody. It's obviously you have your own, you know, very successful podcast at knowyourriskradio.com. But I can't tell you how much... Um, Comfort and joy it gives me to get emails from people who are so thrilled with the way you steward their money. Um, of all the partners we have, I believe that you are probably, I mean, you walk a, a very important line in people's life. And I don't think I've ever said it that way to you before. Thank you for caring for my folks. And thank you for stewarding, brother. Hey, man, I can't, I can't, sell, I can't say thank you enough. And, and, uh, 
you know, just to all the people out there that have become clients or the ones that are in the process or even the ones that just listen to get information. Uh, I can't tell you how humbled I am to be put in that position. Um, and humbled's really the right word because, you know, it's a big world with a lot going on. And I understand the uh, trust and the faith that people are putting in our hands. And, yeah. you know, you and I talk about this all the time, man. That's why every day for me starts the same way uh, on my knees, praying for guidance and grace, because um, if it was left up, if it was left up to me, I'd make a mess of it quite honestly. And that might not be the most confidence inducing uh, uh, statement, hey. but um, no, nah, we're just, we're just so grateful and so honored by everybody that picks us to, to, to handle their life's work. And yeah. um it's not taken lightly. And so the pleasure is truly all ours. I appreciate that brother. Uh, next week, let's, let's, you know what? I, I'm going to just next week, I'm going to enter the show and then I want you to do the monologue. I want you to come right. on and do all 10 right. minutes. Do no, I want you to do, come on. You do. In fact, I'm going to flip it. You come at me next week. Cause I'm always putting you on the spot. I'm always asking you questions. We're going to reverse this. Zach's going to host. I'm going to guest. This is the Todd Herman Show. I like it. All right. Flipping the mic. There it is. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and remember that the Lord Jesus is with us even until the end of the age.